0: Hi, this is Mr. USA 2006 WWE Hall of Famer Tony Atlas and you are listening to Cheer Shot to the Cranium. Yeah, baby. Make their head drop.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chair Shots to the Cranium. I'm Stephen Goforth. Thank you very much to Tony Atlas for that fantastic introduction. Very humbled, very honored. I'm going to jump into my cranium correspondence here momentarily. I'm going to talk about a lot of things that are bouncing around in my cranium. Afterwards, we'll jump into the predictions for Super Showdown for myself and Addison, who we think is going to come out the winners of those matches. Should be a fantastic show. Before I get into all of that, let me remind you to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. It's Chair, the number two, Cranium, Cheer 2 cranium on Instagram and on Twitter. Also subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and also on YouTube. So a lot of different platforms that you can listen to Cheer Shots to the Cranium. And uh, also be sure to check out my latest interview that I did with the one and only Johnny Impact. FKA John Morrison. It was a fantastic interview. It was a pleasure speaking with him. Had a lot of great things to say, and you do not want to miss it. Remember, you can listen to past episodes, listen to past columns, you can read old columns on my website, chairshots to the Cranium.com. Again, Chair Shots to the Cranium.com. On there as well, there's a link. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com to purchase your very own Chair Shots to the Cranium t shirt. You don't want to miss out on these great t-shirts everywhere I've worn it. It gets a lot of great responses. People love it. Be the talk of your town. Represent us. Get your own chair shots to the Cranium t-shirt. A lot's going on in the world of professional wrestling, so let's jump right into the Cranium Correspondence. The first thing that I want to talk about on my cranium today is the 24-7 title. Let me tell you something. I am really liking the 24-7 title. It has been a very pleasant surprise to me. It has been uh, very entertaining every time I've seen a segment on the show that involves the 24-7 title. R-Truth, let me tell you something, man. He is outstanding as the 24-7 champion. You don't don't know what's going to happen with him. You know, he's underneath the ring being pulled out on the table. He's on the golf course. He's going under the ring like he did this past week and reclaiming the title uh, under the ring with a referee with him. So, so many different things that can go on. And like a lot of people are talking about, it's involving so many different wrestlers. You know, guys that aren't getting enough time on television and um, not getting that, that time in front of the fans. This gives them an opportunity to get seen. And to be involved in the storyline. So I think the 24-7 title is a fantastic idea. I think the belt looks awful. I think they could have done a whole lot better job on making the belt. Maybe they did that on purpose. I don't know. Uh, I certainly don't work for WWE and what their reasonings were behind that the creation of that title. But I thought they could have done a little bit better job on that. Nevertheless, I commend them on the creation of this. I commend them on the very funny... Storylines involved with this, and uh, you know, keep it on our truth as long as possible because uh, not only are you getting entertained by him on television, but you're also getting entertained by him on social media when he posts things, uh, videos, hiding from people, uh, whatever it may be. I, I can't get enough of it. So, huge fan of it. Great job, WWE, on that. NXT TakeOver 25 is in the books, and let me tell you something, I'm not disappointed in any way, shape, or form, and if you've listened to past episodes, you know that I'm a big fan of NXT, and I'm never disappointed by NXT. They always do a fantastic job. Triple H and his crew, they're unbelievable, and I'm going to get into that that a little bit more in my opinions of Triple H and, and what he's doing with NXT, but Adam Cole coming out as your new NXT champion. Velveteen Dream hanging on to that title after he beat Tyler Breeze, another great match. But let me sh- let me talk a little bit about Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, those two guys specifically. I'm always really entertained by everybody in NXT, but specifically these two guys. They really know how to command the ring, they know how to command the attention of the audience, and they just know how to entertain us. And not to take anything away from any other NXT talent, Johnny Gargano does a fantastic job as well. I just really like Adam Cole, I like Velveteen Dream. And I hope that they can continue this momentum that they have as characters, as wrestlers, and take that up to the main stage. And, and, and piggybacking off of that, let's talk a little bit about that main stage. Let's talk about Raw and SmackDown. You know, I've always prided myself on trying not to be overly critical. I do have to talk about things that people may have a difference of opinion on, and it may seem controversial to some, but I'm never one that's going to bash people, bash uh, wrestlers, Bash writers, bash Vince McMahon, Bash Triple H, whoever the case, whoever it is, I'm not going to do that. That's not what I'm about. But I'm going to give my opinion and you may disagree with that opinion. That's totally okay. But I really feel like Triple H has his finger on the pulse. and I've said that in last episodes. I feel like he really knows what the fans want. He knows how to put a product out there inside the ring, outside the ring with promos and vignettes that makes us want to come back and it makes the crowd energize. It charges the crowd at every show. I really feel like we need to have that same energy, that same concept on the main roster. And whether that means it's time for Mr. McMahon to step aside or to step away completely, that can be debated. Uh, If if I had to give my opinion on it, I would say it's, it's time. I think it's time for him to take a step back, to walk away. Let Triple H, let Stephanie, let Shane, if he wants to be involved in that, let them take control because clearly Triple H has shown what he can do as being the promoter or being the booker or being the creative guy Whatever his role is, if not all of the above, in NXT, let him do that in on Raw and on SmackDown, on the main roster, because there's competition, right? With AEW, there's competition, and things are going to heat up. They're going to heat up fast, and so they're going to have to start making some changes. Everybody likes NXT. If you haven't watched NXT, and I hope that you have, if you're listening to this, do it. And if you do... You're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you that watch it like myself, you know what I'm talking about, and you agree 100% on it. Triple H knows what the heck he's doing. Let's give him more creative control in WWE, on the main roster, and I guarantee you things will change. It's clear that things need to change. When you, th- when you hear people like uh, John Moxley, for example, and Talk is Jericho, uh, if you have not heard that interview yet, go listen to it. I, I posted it on my Instagram and Twitter page. Uh, comment on how much I was really entertained by this interview. Most recently, Dustin Rhodes was on Talk is Jericho, and he talks about a little bit of the things that, that go on backstage. And these two guys, when they're talking, they're talking about... they. You, you get the impression that they were in a prison, that they, they had no control. They were being controlled completely by WWE in terms of their character, and they didn't really have a say-so. And so when you have past employees leaving a company... And they're all sort of saying the same thing as it felt like a prison, I felt like I had no say-so, the environment seemed toxic, that's not a good thing in my opinion. I manage a business and if my employees were leaving and I heard that they're telling people that they felt like it was a prison, they felt like they did not have a say-so, they felt like they were unhappy basically, I think I would look at myself and I would look at my business and I would say, you know what, I need to make a change here, something needs to happen. I don't want people walking out of here saying these things. I want them walking out of here with good things to say. We just decided to part ways because they wanted to try a new venture. Not because they felt like they were being held down or because they were extremely unhappy. So those type of comments, they have to trigger something within WWE, whether it's with Vince McMahon or whoever it's with, to take a step back. Let's look at this. Let's figure out why people are saying this about our company and what can we do to make that better. Because if you don't change things like competition with AEW or whoever else it may be could be detrimental. I don't think that they're going to put them out of business by any means, but they're going to definitely hurt their bottom line because they're pulling business away. They're pulling people away from them. They're pulling interest away from their product. Now we talk about how competition is healthy and it certainly is because if you think about it, if it was not for WCW and the heat that they put on WWE back during the Monday Night Wars The WWE would have never changed their product. Therefore, we would never have gotten the Attitude Era. So, competition is a great thing. It promotes change. And that's where WWE is right now, in my opinion. Okay, this is all opinion-based, as you know. And I certainly don't work there, as I've stated. I don't know what goes on. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just giving you my opinion on what I see as a fan looking from the outside in. Things I've heard from some of their talent and people I've spoke to personally that have experienced that. And so that being the case, it's time to look within yourself and say, what can we do to make our product better? Whether you like it or you don't like it, AEW is changing the game. I literally felt a paradigm shift in watching the AEW Double or Nothing show. I know that's very cliche to say, but it's true. I mean, you just... As a wrestling fan for many many years, you just know it. You know when something good has arrived. You know when something is going to change things. When I when I look back on Nitro and the debut of Nitro, I knew things would change. When I saw Hall and Nash come over, when you see Hogan turn bad, you see the creation of NWO, you see the Attitude Era. All those things you witness. You see the purchase of WCW. All of these are major events. Recently in in professional wrestling, I say recently within the last 20 years. And when you see these things happening, you just know it. You say, that's it, right there. Things are going to change from this point forward. And that's how I feel with AEW. The product they're putting out right now, at least going by the Double or Nothing show, is absolutely fantastic. They entertained the crowd from the opening bell to the ending bell, and it never stopped. Everyone was engaged. The storylines were fantastic. The wrestling was fantastic. It's great for the professional wrestling. I can't wait to see where this goes. And again, I may be you know, really speaking uh, exaggerantly when I say a paradigm shift, but I really believe that. And only time will tell whether I'm wrong or right or whether anyone else that shares my same opinion is wrong or right. I just think we're in for a heck of a ride and cannot wait to see what happens from here on out. Let me talk about Sammy Zayn's promo in the electric chair uh, last week when he got asked a lot of questions from the fans, and one of the things he mentioned was AEW, and people just gasped. You could hear it throughout the entire audience when he mentioned the word AEW. Oh, my God, I can't believe he mentioned that. You know, I don't think that's by accident. Some people are saying, and I don't know this for a fact. I don't know all the, the, the details on it. Again, I'm just going to speak by what I think is my opinion on this. I don't believe uh, it was by accident. I believe it was planned. I believe that WWE knows what they're doing. All right, let me let me tell you what I'm what I mean by that. By not mentioning AEW, it's going to cause people to gravitate more towards AEW. Oh, WWE is feeling threatened. They're not saying a word to them. Let's go check them out. Let's go see what they're all about. Rather than mentioning AEW like Sammy did. And that promo, it's going to kind of take some of the buzz away. People are like, oh, well, they're talking about AEW. They're acknowledging AEW. Maybe that's not such a big deal if they're talking about them. Some people may look at that differently. They may say, oh, they're feeling really threatened here because they're talking about AEW. I just feel like when you bring attention to it, it takes the buzz away a little bit. It takes away the excitement. And it says, "Yeah, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Think about this. If you remember back to the time of the, of the Monday Night Wars... There was a time where WWE would not mention WCW at all. Finally, when they started mentioning WCW, the fans didn't seem to be as interested in WCW anymore. They seemed to to think that WWE was cooler. I'm not saying this is going to be the same situation here. I'm just giving you an example. But I think that they're doing this for a reason. They're mentioning AEW straight out of the gate. They're recognizing them, letting people know, look, they're on our radar. We know what's going on and uh, we're going to do something. So we'll see what happens from here on out between the two companies. I, I would love to see major competition between the two of them. I think we'll see some sort of competition. We're going to see a lot of exciting things. So if, as a wrestling fan, we have every reason in the world right now to be super excited to see our product, our love for professional wrestling change. Right in front of our eyes. We're seeing history right now in the making. And it's is going to be a wonderful thing. Let me talk a little bit about All Out. The next pay-per-view for AEW. They already have basically two matches announced. So after the match between Cody and Dustin, uh, Cody extends an olive branch and says, I need a partner to face the Young Bucks at All Out. And I'm choosing my brother. So it looks like we're going to see Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Facing off against the Young Bucks. What a heck of a match that's going to be. The other match that's been mentioned is for the AEW World Championship. Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho. Of course, they debuted the new championship, the AEW World title at All-In. And it's beautiful. It's a fantastic championship title. So, who will be the winner? Hangman Page or Chris Jericho? Who do you think ought to be the winner? Comment. Let me hear it. Uh, I, I personally think it needs to be Hangman Page. I think that he's a young, up-and-coming star, and I think he has a tremendous amount of talent. And I think that Jericho putting him over and becoming the new AEW champion is laying the groundwork for the future. And, I, you know, I wouldn't be heartbroken if Chris Jericho won the title. I just feel like for the inaugural champion, we need to see a guy that's going to give us some longevity, somebody that's going to be around for many, many years to come. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a fantastic pay-per-view. I see that a lot, don't I? It's going to be a fantastic show. That's going to be a fantastic match. It's going to be a fantastic pay-per-view. I love the word fantastic for some reason. But obviously, I've got reason to use it. So <laughs> I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be just as good, if not better, than Double or Nothing. and I cannot wait for it. Let me talk about Lars Sullivan. I'm liking Lars. I think he's awesome. The man can cause total havoc, total destruction when he's in the ring, and we got to see him or listen to him on the mic during the interview on SmackDown, and I must say I was impressed. He entertained me. Yeah, he used an old nursery rhyme in the promo. That could have been done differently, but he handled himself well. He delivered it well. He had a great composure about him. He delivered his lines, he delivered his promo with conviction, and with uh, motivation, with excitement, with suspense, if you just listen to the promo, you could tell he had control of it. and It made me buy into his character more. Not only do I enjoy seeing him in the ring, now I'm going to enjoy listening to him when he has a microphone in his hand. You heard me talk about Braun Strowman. In the last episode, why he always talks like this, and this is what I'm gonna do. And I'm, gonna, you know, it gets a little old after a while, right? And I think it's a little over the top. And just let him be himself. I think the guy could probably talk. I think he's being told to sound this way and being mean and being nasty. And then, of course, he's having to say lines that he's been given. But Lars, I think he's great. I think he's gonna absolutely decimate the Lucha House Party. I'll get into that in my predictions, which I'll reiterate that again. But I think that uh, I'm excited about him. I think this could be a guy that they strap a rocket to and send him to the stratosphere. So we shall see. But I'm liking what I see so far out of Lars Sullivan. How about John Moxley capturing the IWGP United States Championship? I think this is wonderful. And loved his in-ring style, loved the match, and I was really impressed with his new ring gear. You know, we got to see him in some, some trunks, some, uh, other than the pants he normally wears when he was in WWE, and I liked it. I thought that it seemed like a completely different character to me. His in-ring style had a lot of similarities, of course, to to the Dean Ambrose character in WWE, but he also sprinkled some new stuff in there. So congratulations to John Moxley, IWGP, United States Champion. Uh, You know, you can just tell it. You can see him in the ring. You can say, man, you know, he is having a great time. He's loving this. He's loving the fact that he's got the shackles taken off. He's a free man. He's been able to do whatever he wants to do, have the type of matches he wants to have, talk about the things he wants to talk about, express himself the way he wants to express himself. You can just look at his face. You can look at the, 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 see the look in his eye, and you can just tell that he's happy. And it's showing in the ring, at least in this match so far, And uh, I think it's going to show for many other ones down the road with AEW. So again, congratulations to John Moxley. And that is a wrap on the Cranium Correspondence. I think I've gotten everything out of the brain, out of the Cranium that was bouncing around in there. I think I'm feeling a bit better now. So thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate your time. And I greatly appreciate you pressing that play button wherever you are in the world, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Chair Shots to the Cranium. Tell your friends and tell your family about us. We greatly appreciate it. Now it's time for the prediction show. I'm going to bring in my co-host, Addison, and we're about to tell you who we think is going to be the winners at Super Showdown. It is prediction time, and my guest is the one and the only, the very famous, the very popular, Addison. What's going on?
0: Nothing much.
1: Nothing much. You ready to do this? Yes. All right, so let's talk about this for a second. School's out, isn't it?
0: It's close to it.
1: Yeah, one more day. One more day. Summertime. Yep. Summertime. We have. Uh, we're doing pretty good on our predictions, right? We yep. you are. You're still leading. Yes. You're. Um, yeah. You're still leading. We ended up tying on the last prediction show. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up as as I speak right now. And um, you know you're you're hanging on by a thread, but you're hanging on. Mm-hmm. And I commend you because. You're putting in the research, and yes. you're really taking it serious because you really want that prize at the end of the year, don't you? Yes. Which is what again?
0: Um, he has to take me to get my nails and my toes done.
1: Nice. Whatever I want. All right. So that's that's the bet on, on her end. Of course, if you've been listening, you know that my winnings will be um, the fact that I can choose wherever the heck we want to go when we go eat. Yes. Super excited about that one, you know, because in this house, I don't get that option too much whenever we're going out. Dinner, so I get to say where we're going, and not only that, but might I add, we're also playing for we're going to be playing for a very luxurious and impressive trophy mm-hmm. that will be revealed later down the road. Okay. So we both didn't do too well in Money in the Bank. I had five wins, six losses. You had the same, five wins, six losses. Yes. So the the record stands as Addison with forty one wins and eighteen losses. And myself, with 39 wins and 19 losses, so you still have a two-game advantage on me in terms of wins and a one-game advantage on me in terms of losses. Right. All right, so are you ready? Yes. All right, we're going to start with the match of Lars Sullivan versus Lucha House Party. So if you listened to the the Cranium Correspondence, I said I felt like Lars Sullivan was absolutely going to decimate Lucha House Party, and I'm sticking to that. I think your winner is going to be Lars Sullivan. Who do you think?
0: I'm also going to say Lars Sullivan because I just think he's going to win it. It's the obvious choice.
1: All right, so we both agree on that one. We both pick Lars Sullivan. We're not going to talk about, we're not going to try to predict the 50-man battle royal, which, by the way, is the largest battle royal ever in the history of battle royals, 50 men. We're not going to predict that one because there's a lot of people in it. We're not 100% sure of all the people that are in it. We've heard of a few names. So we're just not going to predict that one. We're going to sit back. We're going to enjoy that one, see who comes out. You know, I still think that there needs to be something on the line here. They need to be doing this for some reason, not some silly belt uh, that they unveiled last year. Uh needs to be something on the line that they're, that they're doing this for. That would make it far more interesting to me anyway. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I think it would too. All
1: right, so let's jump right into the next match. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Who do you think on this one?
0: I'm going to pick Bobby Lashley because I like what is going on with him right now, and I just think he's going to win it.
1: Okay, so Bobby Lashley is your winner on that one. I am going to go with Braun Strowman. I think Braun Strowman is going to come in there and take the victory on this one. You know, they had a little arm wrestling match uh, this week. It was okay. I mean, I could have lived with it, lived with it, live without it. It was all right, but uh, I think Braun Strowman is going to be the guy. I think we'll see a pretty intense matchup between these two. So you pick Bobby Lashley, I pick Braun Strowman. Yes. All right, let's head into the Intercontinental Championship match. The Demon. We get to see the Demon again. Finn Yay. Finn Balor against Andrade. Who do you think on this one?
0: Um, I'm going to say Finn Balor because I feel like every time he brings out his Demon in him, I feel like it's just a win for him every single time. And I just love seeing the character
1: I agree. come
0: yeah. out in him.
1: I agree. You know, there's a part of me that says I think Andrade's going to take the victory and walk out the new Intercontinental Champion because, you know, he's going to get a push. He's getting a push. I think he's a, a fantastic talent, a fantastic wrestler. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's time for that to happen just yeah, yet. No, that's what I was thinking. So I agree with you. I think the, the Demon, Finn Balor, will walk out with the victory. And I can't wait to see the entrance. I'm always... Super excited! I think you would agree on this. Yeah. With the entrance that he makes as the demon. Yeah. So much more entertaining.
0: Yes. All right. The next match is Triple H versus Randy Orton. I'm gonna let you take this one. Okay. He has something to say about
1: it. Yeah. You know, uh, witnessed a lot of these matches more, obviously more so than you uh, Mm -hmm. in the history of this feud. They have uh, put together some very entertaining storylines and uh, just as entertaining, if not more so, matches. And it's going to be good to see these guys go head-to-head. Uh, I really like the uh, the back-and-forth that they had in the ring with one another on Raw this week. And, uh, you know, I've gone back and forth on this one pretty much all week, not knowing what I want to do, but I think I'm going to go with, I feel, is a safe bet in Triple H. Who do you think?
0: I'm going to disagree with you and say Randy Orton, because I feel like when they put Triple H in a match... I feel like they just put him in the match and, like, don't really have a good storyline with it. Yeah, they went back and forth on Raw this week, but I feel like they need to show more leading up and up in, like, a mountain, like, a Climax Mountain. Yeah. But they don't do that. They just put him in there and just do, like, one time on Raw or SmackDown or wherever they are. But I don't feel like they, you know, express it as much as they should.
1: Yeah, you, you don't feel like they tell that story yeah. as well. And I agree with that to a certain degree. I, I do. I, you know, I think the, the rivalry in itself tells the story. The history that they've had between each other tells a lot of that story. But I agree with what you're saying. I see your point exactly and that, yeah, you know, somebody like yourself, being young, Hasn't has, You haven't witnessed that story up until now, right. other than the vignettes that they've shown about some of the stuff they've gone through and, and the way they've feuded with one another. But yeah, I agree. It would have been nicer to have a little bit more build-up to yeah. this one, a little bit more storytelling yeah. to make, especially some of the younger fans like yourself, more drawn in and compelled to yeah, that match,
0: so, yeah, sort of, kind of like they did with Shane McMahon and The Miz. Like yeah. they really like showed the storyline, showed a few excerpts when they when they, like oh like a long time ago, yeah. to where they were acting partners, but right? Then they became acting partners, and then they turned and Shane McMahon turned heel on The Miz. Yeah, so I thought they did really good on
1: that storyline. All right, so you say Randy Orton, I say Triple H. Let's head on to the next match. Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Talk about storylines, talk about build-up. We've seen a little bit of that with this one. Yeah. Uh, You know, Shane McMahon having Roman Reigns attacked, whether it was by uh, Drew McIntyre, whether it was by The Revival. And Mm -hmm. so I really like how this is going. Yeah. Um, You know, this is another one I struggle with. I feel like, you know, Shane has gotten the upper hand on Roman the last several weeks I think it's time for Roman to get his redemption. I think your winner is going to be Roman Reigns.
0: I'm going to disagree with you and say Shane McMahon because I think the reason why he's been using like Drew McIntyre and them to like attack Roman Reigns is because I think he's um, Shane McMahon is building up his momentum to defeat uh, Roman Reigns at Super Showdown. Okay. So I feel like that momentum is just building up and... It's giving him a lot of inspiration and a few ideas to see how uh, uh, Drew Mag- Drew McIntyre, um, like attacks Roman Reigns. Okay, and I feel like he just builds up a lot of momentum. So I'm gonna say Shane
1: McMahon. So you think, uh, basically, if I'm hearing you correctly, you know, all the tactics he's used up to this point, he's using that to really set up, you know, a, a big victory over Roman Reigns at Super Showdown using the assistance. Of his stooges, basically.
0: Yes, but it's the thing is, is that when if um I, the reason why I think Shane McMahon is gonna win is because I think he's gonna win and everybody's gonna be like really mad at him, right? And that, I feel like that would make him really good of a, a heel, right? So so, drawing that
1: drawing that extra heat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the WWE Championship match: Kofi Kingston, the champion, versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, you know, obviously, I feel like this would have been. Kevin Owens, but Kevin Owens did not make that trip over. Is not going to make that trip over to Saudi Arabia. So they plugged in Dolph Ziggler as a substitute. Love the way that this has had built up about it too. Dolph Ziggler claiming to be the victim that this should have been him, and and I told you this watching uh, SmackDown this past week that I've always been very entertained by Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler is tremendous when he gets a microphone in his hand he's tremendous when he gets in the ring in terms of telling a story and in terms of his athleticism, how he sells it, how he just, he he really makes everybody in the ring look good, including himself. So I like Dolph Ziggler. Would not be heartbroken if Dolph Ziggler won the WWE Championship, but I think uh, the winner is going to be Kofi Kingston.
0: I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston because I really liked the segment they did on SmackDown yesterday and how they kept on going at it and where they showed the video of Kofi going back to Ghana where he was born and got to hug his grandmother for the first time in a long, long time. And I thought it would just touch my heart so, so very much. And so I think I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston. Like, I know he just really hated Dolph Ziggler interrupting him. So I feel like the momentum is really just going to, he's going to take it out on
1: Dolph. You make a great point there. The video draws you in, doesn't it? Yeah. You see him with all these kids. You see him with his family. You see him getting honored and you see him getting a lot of praise and recognition in his home country. And it, it, it tugs on your heartstrings a little bit and it makes you invest in Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. Part of telling that story. It makes you want to see this match and root for Kofi and say, you know, gosh, I hope he comes out the winner here. And then on the other hand, it makes you have a little bit of sympathy for Dolph Ziggler and the fact that, man, you know what? Maybe he deserves to be there too, but he sure is going about it the wrong way, right? Not being very nice about it and uh, not playing uh, by the rules with it as well. So you think Kofi Kingston, I think Kofi Kingston. So let's see if we both come out right on that one.
0: All right. The next match is the Universal Championship with Seth Rollins versus the Applebee's manager Baron Corbin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Applebee's manager—that's you know—that's a pretty fair assessment. We posted on Instagram uh, the other day or last week and uh, calling him the Applebee's manager. You know, it's what he looks like.
0: Honestly, like, where is your wrestling gear? I know I've said this almost every prediction show, but like, why? Why, hon?
1: Why? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's getting old, getting tiring. You know, I would just love for him to see, I would love to see him come out in something different. Yeah, definitely. I will say this, you know, we beat Baron Corbin up a lot on this show. I will say that the man can wrestle. The man can get in the ring and and, and really put on a show. He's getting a little bit better on his promos. You can still tell it's scripted whenever he speaks. Yeah, definitely. But he's gotten a little bit better. Yeah,
0: he doesn't sound like a robot.
1: He doesn't sound as much like a robot, I agree, but he still looks like the Applebee's manager. So, (laughs) who do you think is going to take this one?
0: I'm going to say Seth Rollins. I agree. Even though though Baron Corbin, you know, can wrestle, I mean, he puts on a good show in the ring, like you said. He's getting a bit better with his, uh, you know, speaking on the microphone, but he doesn't sound like a robot, but I'm going to still go with Seth Rollins.
1: I agree with you. I think Seth Rollins retains, and I'm going to be extremely ticked off and, and mad if he doesn't. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want to see Baron Cor- Corbin win this match. So we both agree on that one. Seth Rollins will walk out of Super Showdown still your Universal Champion. The final match we're going to predict, Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Never thought we would see this one. Pretty cool, pretty n- yeah. nostalgic that we're seeing. The Undertaker versus Goldberg for the very first time.
0: Yeah, when you told me that this was um gonna happen, you know, you would never think that they wouldn't have already wrestled. Like you would just think that there would be like there would be so much friction between them that they would have to wrestle.
1: Yeah, you know Goldberg's first stint in WWE back in the early two thousands, the mid two thousands. You know, it um they just never got in the ring together. It just never happened. And, uh, so yeah, it's going to be pretty historic. A lot of people were saying, you know, why are these two in the ring together? What good is it doing? What, what, what purpose is it serving? Why not put Goldberg with a, uh, with an undercard guy or somebody they need to elevate and same thing with Undertaker. I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's also a fantastic idea. There's that word fantastic again, but seeing Goldberg and Undertaker together, it's pretty doggone cool. Yeah. So who do you think?
0: I'm going to say mm, Goldberg. Goldberg? Just, just, just because the Undertaker... They keep showing the Undertaker. And they're like, when they show him in matches, oh, this is the Undertaker's last match. But then he goes to do another match after that, like late, late, later on.
1: Well, I don't know if they really said it's his last match in the past. They kind of hinted it. Maybe yeah. it's his last match. But I see what you're saying, you know? And uh, so you're just saying... You're getting a little tired of that.
0: Yeah. Like, they need to just, like, call it off and be like, okay, he wrestled. He won or he lost. Yeah. That's his last match, finally.
1: Okay. Goodness. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. So, Goldberg. Yes. All right. I'm going to say The Undertaker. Really? Yep. I don't think... uh, I think The Undertaker is an icon. So is Goldberg. But The Undertaker is WWE, okay? And
0: And I don't disagree with that.
1: And I just don't see them... I don't see The Undertaker losing this match. I think that he's going to solidify his place as the icon, the legend, in not only the WWE, but the entire business of in the world of professional wrestling. And I would be shocked if Goldberg wins this match. Really? So I'm going to say The Undertaker. All right. All right. So that concludes yet another prediction show. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see who uh, comes out the winner here. We do have another pay-per-view coming up in just a couple of weeks. uh, Very close together here. So the name of that pay-per-view is Stomping Grounds, a new pay-per-view that they've created. Already have a few matches that have been established for that, one of which happened or got established last night with Bailey. Going against Alexa Bliss, defending her title, yeah. another rematch from a couple years ago. Oh yeah, that was a grand match. Yeah, so we we hope Bailey comes out on top and retains that yeah. title, and that we'll see what happens. You
0: don't know how happy I was when she got that SmackDown oh, championship. Oh yeah. When she cashed in that that night, yeah, and she got it. Yeah. We all we both freaked out when she got that briefcase, and we both freaked out when she got the bell.
1: Yeah, that was a very pleasant surprise. We got double the victory that night, it seemed like. Man, that was was great. So, cannot wait for Stomping Grounds. We'll be back for that prediction show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you so very much for your support. And uh, we can't wait to be back with you again with that prediction show and the Cranium Correspondence.
0: Don't forget to watch Super Showdown on
1: Friday, June seventh, at two p.m. Time. Yeah, two p.m. little difference. Friday pay per view instead of a Sunday. It's at two o'clock instead of at seven o'clock in the evening. So don't forget. Set a timer on your phone to remind you to tune in to Super Showdown. It's a little awkward time. I got to actually, you know, kind of remind myself a little bit because you know, get in the in the work mode and uh, forget what's going on. Yeah, and uh, in school when on. yeah, yeah. So you can you can check it out with no problem. This guy will be at work, and I'm going to have to try to tune in there somehow or another. So, uh, Super Showdown, Friday, June 7th, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Cannot wait. Thank you, as always, for taking another chair shot to the cranium.
0: Adios.